like a very long intro this morning. I don't know about you, but for some reason, that felt like that intro was a mile long. So welcome to a new episode of Need TV. This is episode number 106. It is May 11th. Already it's May 11th. Where is the time gone? 2018 of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is 7.04 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you've forgotten to hit the like button, maybe you should. 
So today's episode is about William Shakespeare. Um, he's one of those guys that I've never had a whole lot of respect for. Not for any particular bad reason. I just never liked reading William Shakespeare as a kid because it was very hard to read. And some people attribute him to writing the King James Version of the Bible. I don't know if that's true or not, but we're going to jump into this. William Shakespeare was born April 26th, 1564. So it was, you know, quite some time ago. And apparently, hard to understand. Yeah, William Shakespeare, I don't know. I don't, th I don't even think people actually talked like the way that he wrote. I think that was like, it was theater. It was all theater. So he was just literally trying to put on a performance. But I don't know. He was an English poet, playwright, actor, widely regarded as both the greatest writer in English language and the world's preeminent dramatist. He is often called England's national poet and the bard of Avon. Where's now? See, today's a show where this is where you're gonna want Rocky Barboa. Rocky Barboa, where you at, bro? This is your dude. William, oh, you're no longer Rocky Barboa, right? You are now William Shakespeare. Well, first of all, we got some uh, housekeeping to take care of. So, right now, this is this is a Friday episode. Okay, now Friday episodes tend to be a little bit more loose, you know. People are looking forward to the weekend, things are going on, but I'm going to need some help on you guys. I put it out on the platforms. Someone wouldn't mind hitting a share out there or a like button. Oh, thank you. See, that's all I'm looking for. Boy, just looking for a little bit of them like buttons. And that's how you put the coins in the knee jukebox. And we're good to go. And we're good to go, baby. Okay, so, yeah, he's a national poet. I don't know what the bard of Avon means. His or Avon, I don't know how to say that, his, yeah, okay, he's, he's done a lot of work, we're all aware, still not getting any notifications, so yeah, it's gonna happen, what? this is, this, this channel's ultimately shadow banned, I'll tell you an example, I still can't even put a link in my, I, I still, I believe I can't even put a link in my own chat, we're gonna test it right now, I'm literally gonna go www.google.com and see if it allows me to do it, I don't think it will. Because I noticed on other people's shows, when people ask me like for a link or something like that, and I, I'm a moderator, so I just put in google.com, and if you notice, it's not even a link, https colon slash slash www.google.com, oh, 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 now that worked, okay, so never mind, I, I stand corrected, I do stand corrected, but... I noticed that on other people's shows, it says that I'm, like, if I jump on Island Show, I get a notification right away that says that I don't have certain privileges of other people. Oh, thank you so much, Kimmy. I appreciate that. That's, that's, some, that's some really greatly appreciated work right there. But I've noticed, you know, just some things going on. So you're probably not going to get, oh, good morning, Jacob. You're probably not going to, it says you're by. You know what that means? Like bipolar? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little not. I don't think... I'm, you know what? I got a new theory, too. The whole, like, 
ADHD, this and that, and all these different things that people want to class. I don't believe in any of it anymore. I think just people are different. And I think that they want to classify you in a certain things so that they can prescribe you drugs. BL. It says you're BL. I don't know what that means, bro. Just spell it out, man. You're, you're a moderator. I'm, I'm, I'm blood lustfully hungry. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Here's what I do know. William Shakespeare knew how to write some words. Here's your quote for the show. Shakespeare produced one of some of his most known works between 1589 and 1613. Good morning, Eric. His early plays were primarily comedies, and history, see, see, that's the thing, like, all these guys, they all got into comedy first, and was regarded as one of the best work ever produced in genres. What the hell kind of sentence is that? This is supposed to be about this guy. Free up computer space. I know. You gotta tell me this every day. I need to get some... Alright, that's... that's This weekend, I'm getting some uh, hard drive. Getting a hard drive this weekend. I can't... I can't function like this every day. Delete a picture. And, like, try to decide between deleting my baptism picture or my parents' wedding. It's like, oh, I'm running out of space. I gotta delete one of these. Every day, it feels like I'm making that decision. However, in... Uh, Alright, so he, basically, he wrote, you know... Hamlet, King Lear, Macbeth, you know, all, all of his main stuff. Where's uh, Romeo and Juliet? Isn't that his thing? <laughs> Why isn't that in the main description? Romeo and Juliet. The period begins with two tragedies, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, like, you know, I don't understand. It says you're blah. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I got to blow on You guys ever do this to test if you got boogers? You just kind of you squeeze on the bridge of your nose like this. And you can like feel the boogers in there. And you go, yep, I got a booger. That's for the kids. It's, it's to make the kids laugh. This, look, at, I'm, I, I've cleaned up this show. I don't think we've dropped a curse word in like three weeks. Cleaned up the show. That was goal number one. Goal number two. Got some news coming down the pipeline, but I'm a little nervous, to be honest. I'm a little nervous about my news. You know? Shouldn't it? I, you know what I shouldn't have done? I shouldn't have followed Owen right off the edge of the freedom of speech. I shouldn't have done it. I regret it now. You know? I thought we were really building something. And he jumped off, you know, with 100,000 Twitter followers, jumped off into the hole. And I walked right up to it, and I jumped off twice. And the third time, oh, thank you, Kimmy. And the third time, I walked up to the hole, and I was like, if I go down a third time, I'm not coming back. That's it. If I go down this hole a third time, I won't make it back. So, now I got to sit here. Good morning, Deanie. I got to sit here with all this baggage of, man, I hope nobody finds my old tweets just for the freedom of speech. And yeah, you know, you shouldn't say just for the freedom of speech. I get it. But you know what the issue is? The issue is, now, for the rest of my life, I got to worry about my kids looking up some crap. You know, I got all my stuff privated. I didn't want to do that. So it's like, damn it. Oh, and, and there goes a swear. <laughs> is damn, I don't think, I think damn's acceptable. 
Damn's like, you could put damn in a PG movie, I think. Right? Don't know. So, you know, Shakespeare, he wrote a bunch of stuff. I'd like to talk about things that we don't know about Shakespeare. When did he do... Okay, so Romeo and Juliet. Looks like he did this in 1579. Leave your baggage at the cross, John. It'll be okay. Amen. Thank you, Kimmy. That's what I'm talking about. God for your legacy in the order. He got me covered. What am I worried about? Worrying is, worrying is like a rock... My grandmother used to say, worrying is like a rocking chair. You'll go back and forth and never go nowhere. That's right. Swear words are upon because of the attitudes that backs them. Yeah, but see, see, here's like, I understand both sides of the curse. Exactly, Phil, 4-6. Here's, oh man, my knees. I'm getting old, I'm getting old. Here's the thing, they say people that curse and swear tend to be more honest. Well, there's and then there's that. Your grandma's smart lady. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, about the rocking chair. Yeah, it's a dope one. Yeah, she was she was a beautifully smart, intelligent woman. So funny. Like my everything. Like it's funny. Yeah, forget about this William Shakespeare. I was gonna play some battle rap and try to compare it to William Shakespeare, but I don't think you guys want that on a Friday. It's too much. It's too much. If we if we're just gonna talk today, we're just talking. That's all we're doing. I was going to go in and try to do this stuff. I put the link for William Shakespeare, Shakespeare in the description. But we don't want to talk about that. We want to have fun today. So we're just going to talk about some funny stories. So I'm like, my parents are polar opposites. Let me tell you like this stupid little story. No, more God. Michael, we'll, we'll tie it in. My parents, honor your mother and father, right? Hello, Mara. Ooh, I want to be able to play that. Hello? Oh, I gotta turn this on. It is on. So why isn't this turning on? What in the heck? It's plugged in. Maybe I unplugged. No, that's plugged in too. Why isn't my keyboard turn? Oh, because I'm not pressing the power button. That would be why. Pressing the mode button. You guys had a song. Hello, Mara. Hello, Father. You know who I am. That cramp granada. I don't know how that goes, and I can't play it, so that's all right. So my mother and my father are very different. My mom would do anything for anybody without thinking. My father won't do anything for anybody and think it all the way through. Completely opposites. Like my my dad's like a you know family first guy. My mom's like a family first, but you know everybody else too. Give me a stupid example. So one day, I just I love some of the stupid silly stories because I think Seinfeld figured that out. Like, if you just do simple humor, you're gonna have a wider audience. So my dad, like before sending out a letter, say we got a letter in the mail, and basically it says, you know, put your address in, sign and date. My dad will read every word on that document, and will write precisely, very slowly. So everything goes out nice and complete. And he'll literally, he'll look at a document for a day before even doing anything. And then putting in the envelope, you know, he's got to seal it perfectly and everything. And that's my dad. Very, very particular, analytical, but still funny. Like, he's like a one-liner guy. 
Like he'll like just sit back and drop a one-liner in on there. Where my mom, complete opposite. I've, I've seen her take like something she didn't know what it was and she sent out a bill and she would just fill it out, scribble the address, tape it, boom, throw it right out there. And I was like, Ma, you don't even know what the hell you sent. She goes, ah, they'll figure it out. That's what their job is. It's their job to figure it out. And my mom was like, uh, she was a kindergarten teacher for 20 years in the city of Syracuse and was the Miss Frizzle magic school bus type teacher. She brought the kids everywhere. She'd bring kids home, go over to kids' houses, bring them my clothes, do all, like go over and above and everything. My father always had his own businesses. Now, what's funny is my mom was indoctrinated with union stuff. Like we used to get in the mail, like when Barack Obama, well, 2008, I wasn't home. Let's say 2004. I'm now I'm making this up because I've seen the Barack Obama stuff when I would come home. 2004, for example, she would get stuff from the union saying, we support John Kerry. And as a kid, it never sat right with me. I was like, and I wasn't politically charged or anything back then. But I'd be like, why is, you know, why is your job telling you who they want you to vote for? Isn't that like... And I'm like, from the stuff I'm learning in school, like, you're supposed to make your own decision. And I'm like, but then, like, they're telling you who to vote for and who they support. I was like, and my mom, you know, she was indoctrinated with this stuff when she was a teacher. And my father, who's always had his own businesses, couldn't give a crap. He, I, he probably hasn't voted in 30 years, you know. It's not, woke up late, what did you miss? Uh, no, we're just bullcrap. It's Friday. Friday is kind of supposed to be an open episode. We're going to talk about William Shakespeare. Talked about him for about a minute and a half. It was boring. Sorry, William Shakespeare's always been boring to me. But I understand his importance. And if he wrote the King James Bible, you know, that's kind of cool. That's really cool. But if he didn't write it with the dust and the dows and the arts and the farts, I'd be reading that version. Instead, I read the New American Bible, St. Joseph's Edition. Mwah! Anyway. So my mom's a, and my mom's a character. So when she retired from the school, like she planned this whole thing out, which is hilarious. I'm gonna tell you guys a story. So I was in second grade when she got the full time teaching. First or second grade when she got the full time teaching. Before she was a substitute, she took years off when I was a little little kid. Um, she worked at uh, the 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 mentally, the retard, wherever they put, you know, the nut house. She used to work at the nut house until they closed all those down and stuff. So she's done a little bit of everything. And when she finally got the full-time teaching job, you know, she was still like a young woman and all that and everything. Well, during her retirement party, she's got her purse up on the table. And she goes, you know, I started working here 20 some odd years ago. And she goes in her purse and she pulls out an old pair of underwear. She goes, this is how big I used to be. <laughs> and the whole tape, like, she's telling us the story, so I didn't witness it, so I have all the details. And she's got the, all this table of women all dying laughing. She goes, I used to be this big. And then she goes in there and she goes, and now I'm this big. Now this is how many years I've spent. I'm stressed in this job. And, and my mom, you know, God bless her soul, she... She literally was the perfect teacher. It's so awesome to see when someone finds their purpose and fits it. It's like my dad, I think he's kind of like, he's like me, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm like my father, excuse me. I'm like my father in that, 
you know, I keep trying different businesses. I'm never satisfied. And that's like my dad. My dad, you know, he, he tried real estate. He was top two in sales. Got bored. Then uh, selling like security alarms. Got bored. Opened his own bar. Had a bar for, you know, a number of years actually. Probably like 10, 10 or more years I would bet. Got bored. Sold the bar. Started his own uh, car dealership. Got bored. Sold that. Started doing day trading in the stock market. And he, and he actually did. He still does that. You know, and it's just funny because you see these guys try to figure out what is their purpose. And men are like that. Most men, at least from my experience, don't have one job and work at the rest of their life. I didn't grow up in that atmosphere. I know some, I would say probably two generations ago, that's what guys did. Go get a job and work it for 40, 30, 40 years. I've never known any men in my life to do that. Well, you know, maybe my old neighbor, uh, James, he probably was like that. Yeah, he did. He worked at uh, a union job, and then once those things were gone, he was done. But I would say on a whole, most of the guys I know, like, kept dabbling in different stuff. And that's why, like, my generation, the millennials, we're kind of like that. We're, we're constantly seeking purpose, which is a good thing. The only issue is, is that, you know, we're not going to save up like previous generations. But the other side of that is, is we'll take more risks and we make we may create more wealth. And that's a good thing. So what you want to do in life is like, you have to land sometime. Yeah, I know. It's true. So what I've decided to do, I was actually talking to a buddy of mine, Kevin, who I've cited, I cite him uh, quite often. He's going to be my best man. Um... It's like, dude, I'm just going to like full-time DJ and, and entertain and try to learn the keyboard. And, and, and that's all I'm going to do because I like entertaining people. He goes, yeah. I was like, I know DJs that literally make six figures because they do they do a wedding almost every weekend. I mean, you, you do the math on that, you know, you're going to be doing all right. You're going to be doing all right. And, and you know, I got to take this thing beyond Syracuse. And I know how to do it. I know how to create all the marketing for it. And it's like, why don't I just do that? Then you work a couple nights a week. I can have fun. Why wouldn't I just do that? And every, and all the other businesses that I do are great. Like if someone wants to get into business with me, it's like, yeah, here, form your LLC, form your S Corp. Use my Legal Shield product to do that and save yourself a few hundred bucks. You know? And then if I know somebody that needs an ATM, yeah, I'll sell them an ATM. But I need to be in entertainment. That's that's my purpose. I, I figured it out, and that's why I kind of like my mother. I, I love making a spectacle of myself. Even if people are laughing at me and not with me, that's okay. I love making people laugh. I love entertaining people. I love making people feel good. So when I'm DJing and I'm dancing and some people are like giggling or laughing or whatever it is, I'm okay with it because it's like, yeah, yeah, like enjoy. Enjoy that. That's a good thing. And look, at I'm reading Shakespeare and Shakespeare started out writing comedies. That's why they got that face, you know, the happy face and the sad face. I don't know what stuff means. One's uh, comedy and drama, right? <laughs> I, I, look, at I'm not very well cultured, if you haven't noticed already. And Domi's extremely cultured. So we, we go to the movies not too long ago. Oh, my goodness, I didn't call her this morning. Son of a gun. Oh, I feel bad now. Yep. I'm sorry, dear. I hope you're watching. I love you very much. I forgot to call you this morning before my show. You know, I didn't want to call you. I had my buddy stay over, Seth. 
we had some beer last night, and I didn't want to call you this morning early on, because I was like, I'm going to wake him up. And then, you know, before I know it, it's 5-2, and I didn't even pray. I did pray when I got out of bed, but I didn't pray before the show, so let's do this real quick. Bless be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for battle, my fingers for war, my safeguard, my fortress, my stronghold, my deliverer, my shield, and whom I trust, who subdues people under me. Hoo-ah! Okay. If you read and trust word, you would love NIV. It's very rhyme-worthy. It's like turning the whole book into Psalms. Salah. Yes, you do make people feel good when you get back to the basics. Yeah, well, thank you, Ray. Ray and I have had a very interesting relationship over these past months. I'll sum it up for you like this. You know, Ray and I, we laugh, we troll each other. And uh, I haven't trolled him in a long time because the last time I did, he uh, kind of went postal on me. And then I and then I got mad at first and then I stopped getting mad. And, he, and you know, by the end of today's show, he may blow up my phone saying I'm a piece of crap. But by the end of the day, you know, it's God bless you. God bless you too, Ray. I, I, I can't figure the guy out. And Ray, Ray is Reaper, by the way. I know a lot of people have been wondering who Reaper is. It's definitely Ray. It definitely is. Yeah, it is. So, you know, I got that going for me. That's, that's one of my favorite lines is from Caddyshack. Where Bill Murray's talking about the Dalai Lama. He goes, oh, big hitter, big hitter. He goes, you know, uh, he couldn't take it out of the yard, so I was supposed to do. Amen. That's right, Ray. You're my brother. You're a weird brother of mine, but you're my brother. So... But Ray, yo, do ease up on the Reaper stuff. That that would be my only request. You are you are getting a lot of people upset unnecessarily. So there's easier ways to convey your message than going 100% troll. Never go 100% troll. Trust me. The last time I went full near eye, I divided the bears. You know, some guys can't take jokes. That's how that thing goes. And now. Now I've learned, just like anything, and here's where Nimmer was right. He said this a couple months ago. He goes, you know, the Bears, he goes, they don't stand for anything. He goes, this is all in Benjamin's fan club. He said it like a couple months ago. And I took it personally at first because I was like, no, like, we do stand for stuff. And then I found out half the Bears do. The other half just, you know, want to see Owen do well, and I want to see him do well. Yeah. And I never knew where the um, Never Go Full Near I came from. Or uh, never go full retard from um, Tropic Thunder. I just saw Tropic Thunder for the first time last week. So I didn't understand the reference. But yeah, I'm definitely, for my business, I'm going full-time entertainment. I got to start working out some of the kinks. I got to update my laptop. My old DJ laptop. Got my turntables here. They're dusty as hell. I don't know if you can tell, but these are so dusty. I hope they still work. They should. There's no reason for them not to. I don't even know where my uh, my DJ computer is. I mean, uh, my evil twin brother's computer. I don't even know where it is. Yeah, here it is. Boom. Ba-dow. Splat out. And then one day the battery stopped working on it for no reason. It's like, what the hell? Why'd the battery stop working? So I couldn't turn this on if I wanted to. I have to plug it in. I don't know. Actually, I don't think the battery stopped working. I think the one charger I had broke. So I go to Best Buy to buy this other charger. 
and they like they, they make sure it's the right kind of charger. It doesn't even charge this laptop. What a bunch of bull crap that is, right? And I when I brought it back to these, the you know, the nerds, the geek shop. What do they call that at Best Buy? The nerd store, the geek shop, the geek squad, whatever it's called. They couldn't figure it out. It's like, what the hell did I pay this big $200 four-year service coverage if they can't even do it? Is it a Chrysler? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you know, Jacob, the, the, the thing was is I actually thought the three of us could have had a funny bit together. I thought we could have had our own little Rat Pack thing, you know. I, except I would have been Sammy Davis. I said, because Sammy Davis was actually the most talented of the Rat Pack. Don't get me wrong, Frank Sinatra had the best voice, okay? And I'm not saying that. I'm saying of the Rat Pack, Sammy Davis could do it all. He could dance, he could sing, he could act. He was hilarious. Sammy Davis was the most talented. And I go, oh yeah, you guys can be Dean Martin and, and Frank Sinatra. I'll be the Sammy Davis of this group. And I'll hype you guys up. And I thought it would have been really good. Can't happen now because I don't trust either of them. If I'm being completely honest, there it is. There it is. I don't trust either of them. Good luck to them. I hope they do really well. I, I don't want to see them do bad. Don't get me wrong. I just trust is like that cloth that I ripped a few episodes ago. You guys remember that thing? When they said, if you take up a fabric, Mr. Feeney taught us this. He said, trust is like a strong fabric. It's very hard to break. You know, like, ah, I'll go to bat for you. Yeah, I'll go to bat for you too. But as soon as that trust is snipped, whoosht, rips a lot easier. Doesn't mean it can't be mended. Doesn't mean things can't, you know, improve. But at this point in my life, why would I why would I trust any of them? You know, any of them. With the with the mob mentality that they came at me with because I said watch your tone. Give me give a guy a break. After we've watched people say the most ridiculous stuff for months and we're big freedom of speech guys and then in a moment it's I'm a woman abuser and stuff. It's going to get the out of here. Like, you guys are full of crap. See you, Jacob. Have a good day. Yeah, Mr. Feeney was the G of the 90s. He was all of our teachers. Actually, I think that show went into the 2000s, too. I don't know. I do know one thing, though. <laughs> that was but come on what the hell mr feeney and wilson from home improvement oh what a good reference yeah mr wilson was awesome mr wilson was awesome always covering his face why is it doing that weird dance oh maybe i got a weird tone hit yeah i do it's that that this 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 that do I know this isn't good material now. I'm frustrated. What the heck? What the hell? Good morning, John Sopko. Wild hair today. Yeah, you know, I'm growing the mullet. I'm bringing the mullet back. I decided the mullet was a good look for men. Men used to rock the mullet because they said, you know what? Hair is a good thing, and this is what separates us from the bald men. So not only can I grow hair, I'm going to grow right down the back of my neck. 
and bald men around the world go, you guys suck. You guys suck. You know, you got, because it was literally, you had Jerry Seinfeld, full head of hair, mullet, and then you had George Costanza. And he was like, yep, George, you look like an idiot, don't you? So why would I cut my hair down to look like a bald man? If I got good hair, I'm going to rock my good hair. This is God's gift to me, it's good hair. So I'm going to rock the hell out of this thing. I mean, look, this is some thick stuff. You know, this ain't going anywhere anytime soon. So I'm growing it out. Oh, sorry for the podcast over there. You probably can't see too much of the show. But I hope you enjoyed the the vocal pleasures that your boy is giving you. And I don't know why this damn... Like, what is that? Why is what buttons I've hit. What are you doing? Measure beat, 1-1. One, one. Yeah, great. I'm glad you measured my beats. I'd rather have this episode be brought to you by Super Beats. So Super Beats, if you'd like... To, I, I bought a whole bunch of your stuff. I spent over $100 on Super Beat products. And they're phenomenal. So I'd love to do an ad for you. You don't got to throw me a bunch of dough. Just, you know... What in the heck is going on? Just random stuff playing. Alright, I think we got it working, but I wanted that worn. Yeah, that's all I wanted. Yeah, baby. how sexy this sounds. I'm waiting on a machine and smoking at work. Good time. Amen. Happy Friday to everybody. Beards making America great again. Thick. Oh, man. Ray's always got something I gotta, like, read and break down. Thick and bushy again. You don't need geek squads. Sounds like Exorcist might be in order. You blocked Reaper. Don't fear the Reaper. I didn't block anybody, bro. I didn't block anybody, Ray. So before you get your panties all in a twist... I didn't block. I have. I, I got nobody blocked on this channel. So if Reaper is blocked, that means a moderator blocked it, which is what a moderator is supposed to do. So stop, stop with the Reaper stuff. It's annoying. It's not funny anymore. We get it. So this song is called Just Friends, which I don't believe in anymore. Your boy is happily engaged. But before I was happily engaged, I used to sing this song quite often. It, it starts like this. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three, four. Baby, on board, bum, 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 how I've adored with that smile on my son's window pane. Bum, 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 don't be. Actually, um, Ray does have a phenomenal singing voice. Maybe the best male singing voice I've ever heard from somebody I know. So shout out to Ray's singing voice. No, the song goes like this. Pura, 
I know this might seem strange, but let me know if I'm out of order for. I always hit the C wrong. Order for step into you this way. See, I've been watching you for a while, and I just gotta let you let. I can't do it from this. So this is where um, Ludwig told me. We never got a wrench on this show. That person reason I do it because the other people. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right, I'm not done playing your guys. So Ludwig was like, when you when you keep making the same mistake, you now have to isolate that mistake and figure out why. So when I play this, I gotta go from this. It's not hard to do. So. Alright, that's all. Alright, we're gonna try it again. Girl, I know this might seem strange, but let me know if I'm out of order for stepping to you this way. See, I've been watching you for a while, and I just gotta let you know that. I'm really feeling your style Cause I had to know your name I had to know your name Digging me And wasn't digging me but anyway, what you doing tonight? I'll probably be with my peeps. If it's cool with you, maybe we'll swing by. And you can just chill with us. Or you can just chill with me. Long as you're comfortable and you feel secure when you're with me. Because I'm not trying to pressure you. Just can't. Oops, I hit that wrong. I'm not trying to pressure you, just can't stop thinking about you, you ain't even really gotta be my girlfriend, I just wanna know your name and maybe sometime we can hook up, hang out, or just chill, damn, I'm surprised that you called. Cause the way you walked away mm -mm, That ain't right Damn, damn I'm surprised that you called Cause the way you walked away I thought I wasn't gonna see you no more Since you didn't wanna That's where it comes in Since you didn't wanna give me your name Thought that you were digging me And wasn't digging me but anyway, what you doing tonight? I'll probably be with my peeps. If it's cool with you, maybe we'll swing by. You can just chill. Alright, so like, yeah, I'm, I'm mixing up the first and second verses lyrically. But I'm, I almost got these chords down. I still, I mess up from this to that. I don't know why I can't play that C chord. So if I do this, you're literally just moving. That's what I should do. That's the movement I should go. I should just go. Second finger. 
right to there. I don't know. Why is they need work? And then the other one, so I know, I know you guys only hear the same two songs. I don't know a lot of different chords. I still don't have the keys all figured out. But I gotta practice. So actually for this one I don't like that instrument. We're just gonna go right here. We're gonna go to the piano now. tune you know i got a key and it's not my it's not my strength it's not my strength i'm just trying to i'm trying to strengthen a weakness is all i'm trying to do i like trying to look sophisticated playing that it's the easiest thing to play because all the keys are right next to each other basically and I don't even know if that's how it's supposed to sound, but I like how this sounds. And then you just play a random one. C or no? This is middle C. So, uh, we got that going for us. I'm not rapping today. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. I'm so sick of rapping. Actually, this is what we we're going to talk about. This is what we we're going to talk about from the beginning of the show, so we're going to do it now. We're going to watch some battle rap and break some battle rap down. And we're going to watch one of my favorite battle rappers. Who is a Chinese man? Why is Chinaman racist? It's a Chinese man. Why is that racist? I don't understand. So this was his name was Jin. And he he got his name known by battling on Freestyle Friday. And we're gonna break this down because this is very poetic. This is why I said William Shakespeare was a battle rapper. More like battle rappers are trying to be William Shakespeare. So this is not Jin, this is the guy who Okay, so we're going to break down these lyrics. So he said, how you think you're going to see May, which is a way to rhyme with what he wants to rhyme with, okay? So he says, see May, as opposed to me. And he said, my girl look like free, because AJ and free used to run Freestyle Friday, BT, and free, I can't click on the links because I run on this on my phone, Michael, but um, I will watch that later, is, that that, is it that uh, Africa Bombada thing you sent me yesterday? So, 
he said, my girl looked like Free, which is the host, and she was very attractive back then. And she probably, she, I'm sure she is today, but she's older now. She was in her prime back then. She's, and Oh, that's the thing. So, guys, uh, here's a little tip, you know. Just a tip. Men, physically, unless you, you know, drink so much beer and eat crap your whole life, kind of like I'm on the, the path of doing Ray, I'm, I'm going to ignore your chats because, you know, I only got 15 minutes left, so I love you, brother. But I'm going to ignore him. Please don't spiral if I ignore your chats. This guy's got, he's got my goat. He's got my goat. And I just don't know, don't know how to cure him. And it bothers me. It's okay. I love him. I love him anyway. I just know that if I ignore his chats, he's going to spiral because I've seen it happen a million times. doesn't matter. We're going to, we're going to, this is important. So, men. When you're in your early 20s and you're out of college, women are not going to be as easy to get a date as they were in college. In college, you were the man. Okay, I get it. As soon as you're out of college, now those same girls are getting taken out by guys, you know, in their 30s because they got money now and you're you're just barely paying your rent, okay? You got your student loans, everything else, so, you know, your stock isn't as high as you thought it was, but that's okay. Build your own businesses, keep grinding. Because men are an appreciating asset. We're like a fine wine. We just keep getting better with age. Okay? Because men are not judged by our attractiveness as much as our confidence and money. Sorry, guys. That's what we're judged by. We're women... Are, are judged by their attractiveness and personality. But, they better have an, Johnny, don't spiral again, being supportive. Amen. Love you, brother. Okay, good. Oh, he didn't spiral. Thank goodness. Dodge that bullet. So, women are, are judged primarily by their attractiveness. I would say 75% their attractiveness, 25% personality. Women don't even like being told that they have a good personality. Even if they do, they're like, oh, they think I'm ugly. That's how, you know, that's that's what the magazines have done to women. Because women didn't used to be like that. Well, maybe they were, but not as bad as they are today. So, by the time a woman hits like 23, sorry guys, this is the fact of it. Sorry women, I know we got women, I love you guys. A lot of you are married with kids and stuff, so I don't feel bad, but you know, some of you aren't. At 23, a woman's in her prime. So she is going out, you know, with middle-aged men that are divorced, that got money, that got cars, and, you know, and they're getting spoiled. Well, by the time they're 26, they already notice some differences. Now, trust me, they're still very, very attractive at that moment. But they're not 23 anymore. So by the time, yes, I will. I know, Ray, I'm just trying to help everybody out. By the time that they're 30... Women are a depreciating asset. And a man can be like 50 and still be looking good. I mean, if you look at any, like, compare it this way, right? Every now and then you get a J-Lo that doesn't age. Now, who knows? Who knows what J-Lo, you know, she's got the most money of anybody, and I get all that. J-Lo's got good genes, okay? But if you say, let's take a... Not Jane Fonda. Who is that? Nicole Kidman. Okay, let's look at Nicole Kidman, right? 
super attractive in her day. She's aging. Women age. But if you look at a guy like George Clooney, John Stamos, Denzel Washington, they just they just keep getting better looking. So my point is is I'm actually talking to young men here because it can get depressing. You can be 26, 27, you're making good money and still being a good guy and women turn you down. Goldie Hawn. All I'm saying is, is that if, if you're, you know, in your in your mid twenties and and women are crap because here's what typically will happen. This is at least my experience, and from from I would say a good sample size of other young men that I talk to is your mid twenties and you're starting to make money now, and you got your car, and you know, you got your life together, and yet these women are treating you like crap. And the few women that like you, you're not that attracted to. So you kind of, you know, ignore them and they treat you better. It's a whole yin-yang thing. And it's, you don't want to, you don't want to become the guy that treats women poorly just so that they like you. Don't do that. It's, it's a slippery slope. I, I did it for a little bit and it's, I feel bad about it. And I've apologized to many of them to this day. Man, this is off of uh, one little lyric from over here. My girl looked like free. Yours looked like Freeway. Freeway is another rapper. So he was basically saying your girl looks like a man. Good morning, Piper. So... All I'm saying is, is, man, if you're out there and you're depressed because, you know, you got it all going on and you still can't get the girl, you're like, don't worry. Because at some point, you might not like her anymore. But there's going to be somebody, like for me was Domi, in the prime of her, she's not even in, she's in the prime of her life. And I was like, wow, like she sees my confidence. She sees a grown man. Well, that's how it goes. That's why typically men date younger women. That's all. So, the lyric was, Don't see me, my girl look like free, y'all look like freeway. The guy's name is Sky, Sky Zoo, which is a stupid name, Sky Zoo. He said, You think I won't smoke you? I have your mother putting up Sky Zoo posters. Oh, and then he dissed Sam Cassell, who was a great NBA player, but definitely was ugly. Oh, good morning, uh, Piper. It's meant to be, it'll be. Amen. Amen. Um, so, he said something about, I have you looking like Sam Cassell face. Ugly. Think he want to touch me. Nasty is a good, is like a good thing in rap. Like, y'all do's nasty. Because, like, filthy, disgusting. Are like, counter words that people take to improve and make sound better. That's why, like, the N-word was never my battle. Because it was like, they just took a negative word and tried to make it positive. Be like, yeah, it's my brother. That's like, it's like, yeah, I'm the WAP of WAPs. It's like, yeah, like, bring it on. Like, that's what you should do. Like, when uh, Missy used to say, I'm that B. It's a way to empower yourself. So he said, I'm nasty. So, something about so nasty, I'm nastier. And then, he, and then he compared to a real nasty, I'm nastier than what's between Lil' Kim legs before she started rapping. Oh, and then he dissed AJ. So AJ's the other host. And he goes, said, you rap like AJ Dress Dog. Terrible. What, did, what was the setup for that? Because I want to hear the setup. I'm I'm telling you, he goes, I'm telling you. So it was kind of like a half bar. I'm telling you, you rap like AJ Dress Dog, terrible. 
Dope, dope line. Guy had lines. He said something about, I'm like a tampon, something your girl need up in there at least once a month. Watch your girl. Like, trust me, I get their vulgar, their vulgar lines, but lyrically, they're dope. Like, this guy came prepared. This is not a freestyle. So, for the record, freestyle has changed over time. Freestyle used to mean it came off the top of your head, and maybe you had, like, one pre-written, you know, rebuttal ready or one little line ready to go. But clearly, this guy came in with lines, because this Jin, the MC, this he's a Chinese guy, had came, came through and started ripping cats. No pun intended about the cat thing, but he knew what guys were going to say about him. So if they said something about him being Chinese, he would say, yeah, I'm Chinese, but here's a reminder. Check your Tims. They probably say made in China. And he would flip the whole Chinese thing and he made it as a strength. All right. So now he just dissed AJ saying he dressed terrible. And AJ's the host of the show. So like this, people went nuts. I'm going to replay it real quick. But um, he said how my girl looked like free. So he incorporated everything like great round. Now back then. You literally only had 30 seconds, one round, 30 seconds. That's it. But we're going to just run it back so you can hear that last part. And everyone went and looked at AJ because it was like, oh, shoot, because he did kind of dress funny. <laughs> Let's be honest. AJ, AJ, if you're ever, and not my cousin. I, my, I got a cousin, AJ. AJ from uh, 106 in Park. Yeah, he did kind of dress a little weird, man. And now he's like, he's doing really well. He works for, uh, and just, here's a perfect example of what I was talking about earlier. So Free, gorgeous in her day, in her day on this show. And now, you know, she's put on some weight. Maybe she had some kids. It happens to women. And AJ looks better now than he did back then. And he's on like E.T. or something now. So he's hyped up because he knows he delivered. And he's just going off now. Brooklyn, holla back. So obviously this guy's from, or I'm assuming this guy's from Brooklyn. And get ready. So that's obviously uh, that's a written. They call that they call that like a, a premeditated written. He mm -mm, he masturbates so much. Who you trying to diss, man? He masturbates so much he had to rock a wristband. I guess that's, that's dope. That's dope. I'm not a really a big like talking about masturbation in my rhymes, but uh, I do say don't put it in the butt. So you know I'm a, I'm a little bit of a hypocrite. Dope line, because the old school joint of the day, like, they used to throw on, like, they'd throw on Missy Elliott's, I can't stand the rain against my window, I, I, I can't st when the rain hits my window, I take it, me so dangle, me so tight that you get our styles tangled, can we get kinky tonight, like Coco, so-so, do you want to play with my yo-yo, and so, like, they would play, like, they would have an old school joint of the day. So they had their top 10 and they would throw in like an old school song. I don't know, every day or once a week or whatever. So he said something about his outfit being so played out. I thought you were the old school joint of the day. So that's like just, cl that's a classic line. Obviously probably, probably pre-written. Fan? 
And by the way, so that line, I got fans across. And so he did. At this point, Jin was building a fan base. And he goes, I got fans across the globe. Jin is who they feeling. Last time he had a fan that was spinning on the ceiling. And uh, Nicki Minaj actually used that not too long ago in one of her rhymes. Like, yeah, you got a fan spinning on the ceiling. So I heard that and I was like, oh, yo, that's a gin, that's a gin line. She just used a gin line. But these guys, they all recycle each other. And, and you know... Sometimes people do that unintentionally. They don't even know if someone else said it before. Like, um, when I was a kid, I wrote something about getting money. I'm trying to get them Playboy bunnies. And I wrote that down. Didn't even know that Biggie had wrote that, you know, like 10 years before me. Had died, you know, quite long ago at this time. And the guy was like, oh, you, t you wrote... He was like, I thought that was your rhyme. He was like, that was a Biggie rhyme. And found out, like, later on, I was like... Dude, I, I didn't know that that was a biggie line. I just I just was writing something to rhyme with monies. But anyway. Like that's a that's a corny rhyme because he's using two different versions of hotmail and hotmails. But it's funny. I don't know if you heard him, but he said, I go on the internet and check my hotmail, which, you know, before Gmail, we all had a hotmail account. I think my hotmail was uh, Papa John something. I know exactly what it is. I'm just not going to share it. <laughs> it was Papa John with some numbers, but nothing sexual. Don't get any weird ideas out there. But, um, yeah, he said, I go on the internet checking my hotmail. He go on the internet looking for hotmails. And, like, homophobic humor is still prevalent in battle rap. They're trying to take it out, but don't. Like, it's funny. Don't take that out. You ain't a hustler. Your man's copping the work. So, uh, tweet was that, oops, here goes my skirt up over my head. Oh my, oh my, mess on, ooh, there goes my shirt up over my leg. Oh my, oh my. So, what's funny is, he would, Jin's strategy was, I'm going to point out somebody that's here, and I'm going to flip something that they're known for here. Is Island going live today? I haven't seen Island at all. So, uh, Island, feel free to put your link in or I'm just going to keep pushing through and do battle rap stuff for a while. So, uh, we're going to run it back. I know he said something about he's going to be like tweet dropping the skirt. Oops, I didn't know. You ain't a hustler, your man's copping the work. He be at the club like tweet dropping his skirt. Oops, I, I didn't, didn't know. know. My friends not turning up. You want for stage, but it's a video. Don't make me spit in your mouth like Missy's old video. So he said, so I think Missy is there too, I don't remember, but he's like, don't make me spit in your mouth like Missy old video, which is a dope line. I'm nice with it. Okay. Okay. And he did win, but now that I look at it back, I don't know, man. I don't know who won that. It, it, that other dude had better lines. Now that I think about it. Mike's for me, to assistant, thank you. Move on out to the ring. Yeah. And y'all get ready. Oh, for, uh, for my podcast listeners, thank you for listening today. If it ain't broken, my work better. God for your legacy and the order. Thank you.